Welcome to the Staying Ageist podcast, a show that will equip you with the major keys to achieve extraordinary longevity. This is your girl, Asosa E, also known as Raw Girl. I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach. And today on the show, we'll be talking about the power of the subconscious mind to help you get rid of performance anxiety. To get this longevity party started, I'm going to give you a brief rundown about the subconscious mind and what performance anxiety is and how to combat it. And later today, we'll be chatting with our expert, the amazing Bianca DeGroote. I am so grateful to have each and every one of you tuning into the show from all over the world. Shout out to listeners in the USA, the UK, Jamaica, Ireland, the Netherlands, Spain, South Africa, France, Germany, and more. If today's show inspires you, I am inviting you to go ahead and subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It means the world to me to get feedback, so any reviews are much appreciated. Child, I'm back, and I hope y'all are still with me, and I hope you missed me. Greetings from Freetown. On this podcast, we have talked a lot about accessing the subconscious mind, why it can be a powerful tool for healing. And also I've told you why I use it in my practice, because a lot of times people have diseases and conditions and actually literally they have made up in their mind to become sick. And so sometimes reprogram the subconscious mind actually helps them move towards healing. This week, we will be delving a bit deeper into the subconscious mind and why and how it affects our performance. Well, why should we care? Well, your subconscious mind can provide you with the confidence when programmed the right way to actually achieve peak performance. When you alter your subconscious mind, you can reach peak performance and get the results you want in your life and in your health. But a lot of times there are things standing in a way of us being great in our daily lives. And one of them is performance anxiety. Let's talk about it. You might not be an athlete, a public speaker, or an actor, but there's a high chance that you've experienced performance anxiety at a point, whether it be for a quiz, a test, a presentation, some sort of public speaking. Performance anxiety is a common type of anxiety where one is scared of failure. For students, exam anxiety actually stops them from finishing their work and reduces their self-confidence, inducing further stress. Athletes also often experience performance anxiety, especially with the pressure of performing in front of crowds. Sweaty palms, pounding heart, racing thoughts, dizziness are just some of the physical symptoms that performance anxiety can bring about. And I'll actually list out a bunch of them in a moment. Actors can also experience it too. Singers, anyone who performs on a stage, and they may have everything from clammy hands to feeling nauseous before they get on stage. Some of the core symptoms of performance anxiety can express itself as racing, pulse, and rapid breathing, dry mouth and tight throat, trembling hands, knees, lips, or voice, sweaty and cold hands, nausea, and an uneasy feeling in your stomach, and vision changes. Why does this all happen? Well, performance anxiety occurs mostly when you have a memory ingrained in your brain or a persistent thought surrounding the event you're anxious about. You basically attach a meeting to the big event, which is something that you obviously want to do well at, or it's really important to you. So you see this event as bigger than normal, and you actually mount pressure on yourself that causes you to feel anxious. This in turn triggers your body because it senses a potential threat if it doesn't work out. Anytime we see something as threatening, our body and brain chemistry changes, and we tend to feel the effects of that physically. To overcome performance anxiety, the goal is to stop the interference from your conscious mind so that your subconscious mind can be activated. 
Your conscious mind is the part that allows us to interact with the physical world. It interferes with performance because this is the part that lights up after a mistake. Negative self-talk or previous failures can make this part of the brain highlighted. But the other thing is that our subconscious mind can imprint certain negative beliefs about specific situations. Let's say you failed at public speaking or you've had a really embarrassing situation while you were on stage. Sometimes that can get imprinted in our subconscious mind. And then every single time we go to do another event, um, another performance, those same feelings come up. When we access the power of the subconscious, we can help to reduce the stress hormone cortisol, reduce the risk of mental illness, improve our mood, improve sleep, lower blood pressure, improve retention of learning material, and help to curb binge eating or um, deal with eating disorders. So how can we activate the subconscious to battle performance anxiety specifically? Well, first off, we can use visualization, ongoing before an important event, to give us a new point of focus. Successful athletes and other high performers frequently do this and imagine themselves in the high stakes situation performing at their best. And you can do this over and over again, and it doesn't have to be long. It could be five to 10 minutes um, in the morning or in the evening, whenever works best for you. And you're literally just going through the motions and seeing yourself being successful. Next, we can also tap into the subconscious through regular meditation and deep controlled breathing. I've talked about this before, but one of the major drivers of performance anxiety is that monkey mind going over and over all the ways something is going to go wrong. And when we meditate, we quiet those nagging thoughts and embrace stillness, which allows us to be more present during our day. Other things you can do are be prepared, child. Practice, practice, practice. Some of our anxiety can actually be put to bed just by preparing enough that you know you're ready to take this task on. It gives you confidence a lot of times to practice and to be prepared. You also want to limit caffeine and sugar intake on the day of your performance or on the day of your presentation, which can add to anxiety and increase fight or flight. Um, because of course, as we consume caffeine, we elevate the stress hormone cortisol. We also want to shift the focus off of ourselves and to off of ourselves and you know the fear. Um, and you want to shift it to the enjoyment that you're providing to the spectators. So close your eyes and imagine the audience laughing and cheering, and you're feeling really great. You can also get physical. Sometimes we store tension in our bodies and just by releasing that tension, our emotions can relax. Take a walk, jump up and down, shake out your muscles, do whatever feels right to ease your anxious feelings before the performance. And last but not least, before your big day, exercise, eat a healthy diet, get adequate sleep, and make sure that you're supporting yourself to be your best on that day. With all those things, you don't want your blood sugar low. You want to be hangry, child. You basically want to feel your best. So all of those things are going to help support you, have less anxiety, and also be prepared to deliver at your best. All right, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we'll chat with our amazing guest. So stay tuned. I am super excited to announce the launch of the new destination I created for online programs called Staying Ageless University. At Staying Ageless University, we create epic content to teach you about holistic wellness and transformational healing programs to help you achieve extraordinary longevity. We believe that learning is an essential component of healing and creating lasting change, and every one of our programs are created from protocols that I have tried and tested on clients who have achieved optimal wellness by following them. 
Our signature programs include Staying Ageless 30 Plus, which is designed to help women 30 plus interested in staying fly till you're 99 or close to it, create lasting healthy rituals, and the all new Raw Girls Hormonal Balancing Academy for women suffering with fibroids, PCOS, endometriosis, cysts, or menopausal symptoms. If you're ready to use holistic means to take control of your hormones and get your life back. We also have two new programs that are amazing for New Year's clean starts, Detox Your Life, which includes 30-day plant-based detox, either raw or vegan, and Candida and Parasites Be Gone for those who are ready to kick Candida overgrowth or parasites to the curb for good. Enrollment is now open for three of our programs, and we officially launched January 1st, 2021. You can learn more about us and our program offerings at stayingagelessuniversity.com. Hope to see you in class. When I lived in LA, I was at the beach all of the time. (laughs) The beach was my happy place. After going to the beach, I would always stop by this amazing raw food restaurant. They had the most delicious food, burritos, cinnamon rolls. I was obsessed. Fast forward to this year when I wanted to give myself a jumpstart on raw, I discovered that this amazing restaurant that I used to frequent had transitioned to nationwide delivery of fully prepared raw meals. It's called Raw Evolution, and for 20 years, they've been serving the finest and most vibrant living foods meals. They offer a raw box, which includes two fresh pressed juices, four gourmet entrees, four generous sides, and two delicious low glycemic desserts. The raw box is designed to provide one person with about four to five days of lunches and dinners. I also love that the menu changes each week, so there's always lots of variety. I get a lot of inquiries from listeners and clients alike who want to go raw and feel like it's not sustainable time-wise. If this is you, this is an amazing solution to get your raw jumpstart. Head on over to rawvolution.com and use the code RAWGIRL to receive a discount on your first purchase. Today's guest is Bianca DeGroat. She's a Los Angeles-based clinical hypnotherapist, advanced rapid transformation therapy practitioner, and past life regression therapist who is in the business of clearing blocks and improving lives. After limiting her own migraines and 17-year smoking habit with hypnotherapy, she got a very intimate look at the power of the mind. Through her training with renowned British hypnotherapist Marissa Peer and past life regression pioneer Dr. Brian Weiss, She continued to discover just how much change can be achieved when you understand how the mind works. She has made it her mission to educate and guide her clients to having lives fortified with optimism and encouraging inner dialogue and overall balanced wellness. Hey, girl. Hey, I'm so excited to see you back on the show, Bianca. I know. I'm very excited to be here. I feel like you're like hanging out here a lot lately. I feel like that too. (laughs) It's a good feeling. It's a good feeling. It's a good feeling. But yeah, I really wanted to have another conversation with you about the subconscious mind because we got into super interesting combos after the last show about performance and our subconscious mind. And I feel like there's different levels. So there's like performance as in like literally physical performance, like athletes and people who have to do physical work and there's mental performance. So can you kind of just, I don't know, let's start with like an overview of like I guess, what aspects of our performance are even affected by our subconscious mind? Oh, God. Well, I mean, there's, you're right. There's all kinds of performance. There's athletes that need to perform. There's artists that need to perform. You know, 
actors, musicians, singers, performers. Um, and then there's like the corporate version where they got to give speeches to like large groups or they have to convey their ideas in an intelligent way, but they're nervous because everybody's watching them. And then this sort of crippling anxiety comes up. I mean, that is so common. I think the mm. number one fear is speaking to groups because of that rejection. You know, it really comes down to like, oh God, everybody's going to reject me, you know? But it it's something that you can work with because it's a matter of focus, you know? Hmm. Like, like, I just watched the Tiger Woods documentary and he okay. had a hypnotherapist when he was 13 to help him with the distractions. And so, like, that's what everything is that's throwing you off when you're trying to perform or whatever it is you need to do. It's the distractions that have nothing to do with what you're actually doing. And so it's just getting the ability to focus on what it is that you need to be doing and not worrying about all the noise. Is it focus? So I understand from a sports perspective that like athletes at really serious, you know, at a high level, they would have all kinds of noise, like, in the actual background when they're performing. Mm-hmm. But what about like the internal noise? Oh, that's what I mean. That's what I mean is the internal noise, the thoughts that are coming in that are telling you, uh, am I sounding smart enough? Am I doing this right? Like, what is my coach thinking? What is the audience thinking? How am I looking right now? Am I making sense <laughs> people? Do I sound like an idiot? You know, like right. those, that's what I mean by noise. Like the, the the internal noise. That makes a lot of sense. I think yeah. we've been seeing a lot of, I think we've just, it's just in the news lately between Simone Biles mm-hmm. and um, our girl, why am I forgetting her name right now? The dope tennis player. Why am I forgetting her name? Osaka. Yes. Naomi Osaka. Yeah. I feel like there's been a lot of people lately been like, listen, I can't deal. <laughs> I know. I know. And just giving themselves a break, which is necessary. Which is so, I was so refreshed because. Me too. These people, like, you know, these women, we're talking about Simone Biles and Naomi Osaka. Those people are high level, the highest level as women of color at the highest level. And so, first of all, what it took to get there, what it took to to stay there and now it's just if they just want to give themselves a minute because you know they tend to like put things aside and just stay focused and like stay on the goal and stay on the path and they have that focus it's laser you know or they wouldn't be there but it's so important to give yourself a minute and on every level, you know, not just like the highest of highest of performers or athletes. We all need to be able to do it because we all have our distractions in everyday life, you know. But mm-hmm. whether if you're if you're nervous about talking to one person, that is like a on it can be for that person it's a performance kind of thing because they have to perform and not seem like they're terrified when they're talking, you know. Yeah. Common. So break down how hypnotherapy actually does help. Like why would Tiger Woods get a hypnotherapist? So I get he's, he's turning on distractions, but what kind of things would you do in a session to help somebody actually perform better? It's, it's the same as everything, really. It's changing the inner dialogue 
and giving yourself an encouraging inner dialogue, like being your own best supporter instead of trying to tear yourself down as you're just doing your best in that moment, you know? So it's all about changing the inner dialogue and making it positive and, you know, supportive and maybe even enthusiastic, you know, (laughs) God forbid, we're like, this is going to be great, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Right. Um, when you were talking about public speaking and rejection, I feel like that's one of the reasons why I really, I don't know, there, I found it, you know, as someone who's been an actress and you're an actress as well, like when you're an actor, it's different from speaking as yourself in public. At least I had a very strong fear of speaking up by myself in public. Now I've gotten over it. Mm-hmm. but for a very long time. And I think that had to do with like subconscious thoughts, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, uh, and like you were saying, like that whole like fear of rejection, cause you're kind of like the there as yourself. And if someone goes, well, that's not interesting. It feels like it's being, it reflects on you. Yeah. Um, is it just a fear of reject? What kinds of fears and things can get in the way of us being comfortable, like standing in front of a group? Well, it's like if you're standing there and you have you have to speak on something, whether you have a rehearsed speech, which sometimes that helps people to just have lines, um, or if it's more impromptu and it's kind of off the cuff and you have to say something in that moment, the 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 fear comes in when you're watching yourself do it. Yes. Versus just coming from an honest place and just putting yourself out there, it takes bravery, you know, but if you're outside yourself and you're like, Oh God, you know, what are my hands doing? It's, it can really, it's distracting. And that's what I mean by distractions. It's taking you away from what you're just simply trying to do. So try to like boil it down and simplify what you're doing and just know like, okay, like what's the worst thing that's going to happen? Am I going to, can I make it through that or what, you know? Yeah, no, that's really true because I feel like before I was kind of judging myself as I was, do you know what I'm saying? Like you're like low key editing and judging yourself as you're talking and therefore it takes you a while to get stuff out or feel comfortable. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. A lot of times it's just, you need practice, you know, you just need to practice and give yourself a break and also know that people are not looking for perfection. They just want to understand. And if you can just be human about it, and if you have a stumble, or if you're able to just be comfortable with any mistakes you might make, because sometimes, and you know, as an actor too, there's a lot of really cool stuff that can come out of a mistake, you know, like, Mm -hmm, and then you have to sort of, whoever you're working with or whatever, you got to like compensate for that moment. You know, this is like a theater thing, but um, right, it can really blossom into something cool and just yeah. having faith in, you know, like, let's just allow it to be what it's going to be and just going in with that, like, Zen, all right, we'll do this, you know, and also yeah. like, having a little bit of levity never hurts either. Throwing a little bit of humor into the situation, just lighten it up a little bit. No, definitely. You were telling me about some athletes. Are there any stories you can tell of how like hypnotherapy sessions have helped people like perform better, like um, in their actual sport? Yeah. 
I, I don't remember what I talked about after and what I talked about during. <laughs> Whatever you're allowed to talk about now, basically, I'm okay with. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't know if I'm repeating myself, but um, I worked with a couple of NBA players and one of them, um, well, they both had anxiety, but um, one of them in particular, if he sunk his first basket, he was good. But if he didn't sink his first basket, he would start to spin out. And this <laughs> oh is a dude, yeah, this is a dude who has been playing all his life. He's wow. NBA. He's been playing right. like six, seven, you know. He's in the NBA. You already know you have physically everything you need to be there, or you wouldn't be there. Because once right. you get there, it's all about the mental and right. all the conditioning you do, also, obviously, but um, it's, it's like, it was just getting him to focus. I'm like, you're not doing anything. You don't, you're an expert at what you do, you know, but if he didn't sink that basket, he was thinking about the coach. He was thinking about the fans. He was thinking about the money. He was thinking about the owners. He was thinking about the other players. He was thinking about, Oh my God. And it would just spiral into this whole thing. Um, so it was really just about, so what I like to do, and actually, you know, I was working with, by the way, not to cut myself off, but I was working with a, 13 year old lacrosse player, same problem. This kid was in the highest level of a 13 year old lacrosse player can be at. <laughs> right. and he has been dragging around a lacrosse stick since he was 10 months old. And he was like freaking out because the kids were bigger. He wasn't like growing as fast. And so anyway, same problem, same solution. Um, basically it's like, getting them to start the focus before they even get on the field. So starting mm. with, I like to do, um, you know, you got to get dressed for this. You got to put on your uniform. You got to put your equipment on. You got to put your sneakers on. And so when I'm like, you're putting your sneakers on, you're like, it's like when you watch one of those sports documentaries and there's like a fuzzy focus and then the focus clears up like right on the eyes and you see this guy like, or woman looking like, ready like a cheetah get a metaphor going like what are you are you a cheetah are you a panther are you what are you a hunt like what are you but like get that mentality and it starts when you're putting your you're lacing up your sneakers or your cleats or whatever you're putting on your shoes it becomes a ritual to get ready and you maybe you got your headphones in maybe you got your anthem by the way everybody needs an anthem i agree Anthem, music, like whatever it is, <laughs> put that in and you're, you're in the zone. Like you're starting before you even get there. And so by the time you get there, you, you know, you're embodying a cheetah or whatever it is on your way to the court or on your way to the field and you're looking around and you're like in a, your own sports documentary, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and you're just, I'm just like, give yourself that. And let me tell you that works. And I remember they would say Nadia Komenich, that gymnast. She did that hypnotherapy thing. There was uh, George Mumford, who's like a meditation guy. He worked with Jordan and the Bulls back in the day. And he worked with Phil Jackson and the Lakers. And he worked, you know, and he it's about getting that mentality. Because they have what they need. It's just getting out of their own way. And, mm, you know, mm. it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing when you can get out of your own way. And so that's what happened with those two in particular that I'm thinking of, like okay. nailing it. He got a write up in the paper, you know, the 13 year was like, I'm a cheetah. And you know, they get a recording 
And so they're listening to that too. Maybe they're listening to that right before the game, you know, whatever they want to do. Everybody's got their own thing. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What about mental performance? We talked a little bit about, you know, in the corporate world and maybe more like, um, you know, talking in front of people or whatever, but, but what about people who have to deliver at a high level cognitively as far as the things they need to remember mm. or have you ever worked with anyone in that capacity with hypnotherapy? Yeah. Um, well, I worked with someone who was taking the, whatever that test is that you take for sign language. Oh, is it ESL? No, sorry. TTL? I don't know. I don't remember. I forgot what it's called. I forgot. Anyway, we're both bad. Just continue. (laughs) Okay, Google that. Um, It's called, I don't remember what it's called, but she was taking the test to do sign language and she was cramming and she couldn't remember everything. Okay. And, and she, and her particular problem was like, uh, you know, normally I have a really great memory and I just, I'm not retaining this and I don't know why. And so we had to figure out why are you not retaining this? And we went back and, and she went back and it, it had a lot to do with, um, the abuse between her parents. Oh, wow. And, uh, and how her mom wouldn't always remember because she was a drinker. And so there was something tying it to the, the it's better to not remember a thing. And wow. the reason she was triggered later, it was kind of complicated, but it was, um, it was about something was telling her it's a better idea to not remember. And so we had to wow. change that. Yeah. But that's all I can think of right now of, that's so interesting, though, that literally being able to retain information could be linked to, a tr- like, family trauma. Oh, like, that's crazy. Oh, yeah. Like, things like being scatterbrained. Um, right. It, it's like, there's a reason for that. Like, there's nothing wrong with huh. the brain. You know, it's just... Right. There, There's all kinds of reasons like that. You know, it can, um, it can mess with your, um, your eyesight, too. Um, I never worked with someone with this, but um, I have a colleague who did, and um, it was better to not see. So, like his, it wasn't like he was blind, but he was his his vision was getting fuzzier and fuzzier. He's like, I don't know what's going on, and so it, he had to like deal mentally with his trauma and his past, and then his wow started getting better. Wow. That reminds me of like, I think I told you about this where I was watching a Tony Robbins uh, demonstration where he like basically got rid of this guy's stutter. Yeah. And it was completely related to trauma and like a decision he made. And I was just like, my God, can you imagine the amount of health problems that we create for ourselves literally just from like some sort of trauma or some sort of decision we made and we don't even realize that we've made it? Yes, it's totally it's from when we're young because we make these decisions as kids, you know, and and we're just trying to understand what's going on. And then these decisions like I don't get migraines anymore. I used to get migraines often and I don't get them anymore. I mean, I haven't had one in uh, a couple of years now. Um, and it was, it was all to do with um, when I was younger and like my mom like forgot about me and like I was locked out of the house for hours and hours when I was um, 14. And so, and then I would just get them every, every month 
for years. Whoa. Yeah. So I cleared it. I don't know. I haven't had one in a couple of years now. Wow. Wow. Interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. Really interesting. Is there anything else related to performance and the subconscious mind that you think people should know? Um, I guess I've worked with, it's, it's really across the board. I mean, I've worked with actors and performers and people who had trouble singing because they couldn't get their breath, you know, to sing because they were nervous. Meanwhile, she, this one woman in particular, she was amazing. She sings, she has an amazing voice, but then she would get on stage and like, she couldn't like get her breath out, you know? Wow. And so it's the same thing though. It's just changing the inner dialogue. It's the, it's basically the same goal, no matter what I'm working with, whether it's performance or anything else, it's changing the inner dialogue because it always comes down to, um, am I worthy enough to be here? Am I worthy of happiness? Am I worthy of success? And, and, um, also just being okay with who you are and, and being comfortable in your own skin so that your worth is not based on how people react to you. Yes. How do you feel about affirmations? Cause to me, it seems like your work is way more is deeper than affirmations because you really are reprogramming. Whereas someone could say those affirmations and really not believe them. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's like some affirmations. Some people really like affirmations. Um, if you, if it works for you, go for it. Um, I try to, I try to get what's underneath the reason, you know, why do you need the affirmations? And then it's, it's good though. I mean, it's in the recordings. It's not so different from affirmations. And sometimes people have affirmations. I'll put that in the recording for them too. If they already have stuff that they like to say, I'm just trying to, you know, I always use this metaphor with, um, clients and I, I, it's the Michelangelo thing, you know, it's like my favorite, how <laughs> Michelangelo, you know, back in the day, uh, they were like, how are you making such an amazing masterpiece from a block of marble? And he, right. was, I'm not making a masterpiece out of a block of marble. I'm chipping away at the marble to get to the masterpiece that's already there. And so wow. for me, that's what I'm doing in these sessions. I'm chipping away at this bramble of negative beliefs. Like I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not worthy of this. I don't matter. And I'm chipping away at that to get to who you actually are because you were not, you didn't come here with those beliefs. They happened along the way. And so if we can get rid of that, then you can be more of who you are and believe in who you are and like yourself. And like, you'll be more okay with putting yourself out there. That's so good. That's so good. Okay. Well, this has been great. Um, everyone, (laughs) everyone check out Bianca. Um, you can book sessions with her on my site, theroyalgirl.com or in our memberships. She also has a website, which will be website again, Bianca. Bianca Dugroat, hypnotherapy.com. It rolls off the tongue. (laughs) (laughs) 47 (laughs) letters.com. Hilarious. Thank you so much, Bianca. Thank you, Isosa.
All right, all right. It's time to take a question from Instagram or email. Remember, if you would like to have your question answered on the show, all you got to do is send me a DM, slide up in my DMs on Instagram at the Raw Girl, or contact me via my website, therawgirl.com. Today's question is from Eloise via Instagram, who says, What would you recommend for a beginner who wants to get into natural skincare? Hi, Eloise. Great question. It really depends on what kind of skin you have and what skin struggles you've had in the past. I don't know if your skin is dry, combination, oily, but if you generally have good skin and just want to level up your routine, I recommend going through the products you have and making sure that there are no unwanted chemicals and additives that may cause damage to you long-term. When I had my own come to Jesus moment with skincare after a popular brand of cleanser put a burn on my face, yes, child, I'm serious. I literally threw out everything and I focused on finding products that were as close to edible as possible while also making some products with ingredients that I had in my kitchen. There are many clean, green, and even vegan beauty brands out there these days. You just have to ask and look for them. If you don't know where to start or how to know a product has less of a toxic load, visit the Environmental Working Group website. They have a section called Skin Deep, which you can look up brands that are environmentally friendly by category. It's super helpful. You can also search for ingredients that are currently in your beauty products that you're using right now and see how they stack up. Visit www.ewg.org backslash Skin Deep to check it out. Hope this helps you. Okay, y'all, that's all she wrote for today's show. I hope you all learned about the importance of the subconscious mind and how it can help you reduce performance anxiety before your next presentation, exam, performance, or whatever major event you have going on. Your subconscious is such a powerful tool. It can also be used to change your entire life and also improve health outcomes. Today, I leave you with a quote from John Green. I just give myself permission to suck. I find this hugely liberating. (laughs) If you are someone who constantly struggles with anxiety around performance, I hope this episode has helped you. Remember to work on reframing your thoughts and doing whatever you need to do to prime your body and mind for success. I'm rooting for you. Well, that's all for today, sis. If you were looking for more health tips or have a question for the show, find me on Instagram at TheRawGirl. You can also find me and contact me through my website, TheRawGirl.com. For more on the show or to listen to past episodes, visit StayingAgelessShow.com. Are you interested in living your best, healthiest life? I'm Asosa E, also known as The Raw Girl of TheRawGirl.com, and I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach who specializes in helping you discover what exercise and diet is best for your body and get to the root cause and rebalance if you have a serious chronic condition. Clients who've worked with me have reversed diabetes, hypertension, balanced hormonally, gotten rid of acne for good, and lost hundreds of pounds. If you are interested in reaching your health goals with some support this year, visit therawgirl.com to sign up for a 20-minute call with yours truly. Until then, stay healthy and happy.